Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back, relax, while James brings you along on his cigar journey. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, sit down with guests from across the industry, and we'll probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This episode, episode 72, we are celebrating our three-year anniversary of this podcast. Started back in January, February of 2019. And over these past three years, we have been through a lot collectively as a society, as a community. Uh, And I want to just kind of take a moment to celebrate that. Uh, I'm also going to talk a little bit about some of the news uh, this week as far as Uh, the PCA and their announcement and some of the changes that they're making, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Plus also uh, I will, of course it's that time of year again. Uh, I will discuss uh, my thoughts on the cigar aficionados top 25 of 2021. But before I do that, I'd like to invite you to go to oxfordcigarcompany.com and use coupon code simply stogies. You'll get 15% off your entire purchase. That's right, 15% off OxfordCigarCompany.com. It doesn't matter what you buy, what you put in your cart. You're going to get 15% off with that coupon code, Simply Stogies. Psst, excuse us. We've been trying to reach you about your life's traumatic experiences. No, no, don't hit fast forward. We come in peace. I'm Jamie. And I'm Steph. And we're the hosts of the Stay Wild Trauma Child podcast. We are two best friends who are openly sharing their healing journeys while navigating sudden loss, parenthood, relationships, mental health, and so much more. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and join us every other Tuesday night for some hard truths, a whole lot of laughs, and maybe even a little bit of healing. We will shut up now and let you get back to your show. Stay wild, future trauma child. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank all of our listeners all around the world where we're listened to uh, all, all over the all over the planet. And I just want to say thank you. A big thank you to everyone who has stuck by us for the last three years. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's just listening for the first time. Uh, normally, I have uh, interviews with those in and around the industry. Um, but between the holidays and a massive man cold, I promise it wasn't Omicron. Uh, I just, I couldn't get anything uh, scheduled in time. So this is, this is the episode and and I'm kind of thankful in a way uh, that I couldn't do that because this gives me an opportunity to really thank you, the listener. You know, we've been through quite a bit these past three years and there have been some growing pains and we've added a website, simplystogies.com. We've added our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find us at simply stogies podcast there. Uh, we've added cigars and coffee. We've added a a members only. Uh, we call it the limited edition club. Uh, it's $10 a month, $100 a year. There are three different tiers. I have four, technically. Um, the, the lowest tier gets you access to everything behind the paywall at simplystogies.com. Uh, the $200 might be able to get you some swag. 
$300, you, you can listen to the podcast live when we have a guest on via Zoom, uh, and you can ask a question uh, at the end of the show. And that's $30 a month, $300 a year. Uh, but you can you can sign up if you go to simplystogies.com. Uh, click the uh, login button and click register uh, and become a new uh, become a new member. Uh, we're going to have a brand new. We're just launching this uh, at the time I'm recording this. We're launching a brand new Instagram account that is exclusively for our our limited edition club members. And there'll be some great content there. Uh, so you won't have to go to the website all the time, although we do encourage you to go to simplystogies.com. Uh, but yeah, so if you're interested in that, let me know. There's also a lifetime membership uh, that you can that you can do $500 lifetime membership. You'll never have to sign up again. You'll never have to give me more money. And I want to give a special shout out to our very first, the number one, if you will, uh, lifetime member, uh, Randy Carmichael. Huge, huge, huge fan of the show, actually. He's just a giant fan of the show. Uh, I, I appreciate him. Uh, probably more uh, than I'd like to admit, especially on a podcast that will be out there f- forever. But he he's a wonderful brother of the leaf. He has a, a, a great amount of knowledge. Uh, he's fun to talk to. He's great at parties. <laughs> and so uh, you can go check him. He was out on a he was on an episode of Cigars and Coffee last June. I want to say I, I want to say so if you look for that episode of the vintage uh, with Randy Carmichael, that's out there on YouTube, uh, and you can watch him uh, do a great job, do an absolutely fantastic job, especially for somebody who doesn't do this all of the time. But you guys, without you guys, I, I wouldn't be doing this, and we certainly wouldn't have lasted as long as we have three years. Uh, I want to I want to give you guys just a little bit of, I guess, behind the scenes, how the sausage is made kind of stuff, and I typically... I typically don't look at numbers because I don't care. This is a passion project of mine. I enjoy it. You guys know this. I've talked about that. We don't take sponsorship from manufacturers because I don't want to be beholden to manufacturers. I don't want to have the uh, perception of, of bias uh, on our reviews, which you can check out at simplystogies.com. More shameless plugging here in the first part of this uh, episode. And I promise that'll change. Uh, but according to Chartable, uh, we are out of 2 million podcasts worldwide. We are consistently top 5,000, top 8,000 out of all 2 million podcasts. When you start drilling down into hobbies and leisure and that kind of thing, uh, we're much, much higher. Uh, so I just want to say thank you again. This is the most successful podcast that I've ever done, that I've ever been a part of, and, and I couldn't do that without you guys. I also couldn't do that without uh, Tim Allen. Uh, Tim is just fantastic when it comes to uh, maintaining the website, putting the website up. So I want to give a big shout out to, to Tim uh, again, like at PCA. He is the donkey to my Shrek. I also want to thank all everyone who has contributed over the years. Uh, Mike Brieg. Uh, there are so many people. I, I, I know I'm going to forget some folks, so I'm not even going to try. But Mike Brieg is the guy who, who said, hey, let me let me write reviews for you. Uh, and, and he really taught me a lot about writing reviews. So thank you to him. Uh, but we've got a couple of new uh, writers coming on board. I'm very excited about uh, Lacey Conley. You can check her writing out. Yanni uh, from The Vintage, if you remember that episode, he'll be writing for us. I think there's already one uh, on the website that he wrote back in October. Uh, and he's going to continue to write for us. We just have so many guys. Uh, and again, thank you to all of them. That put in the work, Michael Gouge, who is our our pipe guy. 
I just want to say thank you to to everyone. And like I said, I know I'm going to forget uh, uh, some folks, and I certainly don't. I certainly don't mean to, because um, everybody for us does a, a fantastic job, and we've got a um, huge announcement coming. So stay tuned for that uh, as we add uh, a, a new contributor. As I drop things around my desk, a, a new contributor who's going to come on board, a new writer, and I think you guys will enjoy it. You may know him from a couple of different places. Uh, so we're excited for that. Stay tuned uh, in the coming weeks. Every year, Cigar Aficionado comes out with their top 25 list. And every year, people go nuts for the, for the number one cigar. It's that time of year again. They've put out their top 25 list. And the dirty little secret around the industry, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, and I've written about it before at simplystogies.com, is that it's pay to play. And I've heard that from insiders uh, from those in and around the industry, they, they know this. I have literal firsthand accounts that it's pay to play. And don't ask me who's, who, who's told me these things. I'm not mentioning names. I don't want anyone to get in trouble. I'm not certain. And I'm certainly not putting anybody on blast, but it's not just the insiders that have said this. When I first started smoking cigars, I asked about, uh, the top 25 list. And, and I said, I, you know, is this something that I should, that I should follow? Is this something that I should pay attention to? And everyone said, no, no, it's pay for play. There are much better cigars out there than what, what Cigar Aficionado does. Now, Cigar Aficionado has come out uh, last year after I published my story. They came out and said, and I'm not saying they published it because of my story. They probably didn't even read it. But they came out and said, look, we're not pay to play. That's not what we do. You know, we, we, we have a criteria that we look at, yada, yada, yada. So at the very minimum, Cigar Aficionado has a perception problem because it's both insiders and just regular cigar smokers that feel that there's a bias when it comes to the top 25 list that Cigar Aficionado puts out. Now, the caveat to all of this is that cigar smoking is subjective and tasting is subjective. And so then rating the cigar is subjective to a point. Now, certainly you can talk about things like construction uh, and those sorts of things, but but taste-wise, I, I still say it's pretty subjective. But they put out their top 25 list this year. Number 25 is the Alec and Bradley Kintsugi, the Corona Gorda. I think that's a phenomenal cigar. Now, that that's a cigar that I reviewed on simplystogies.com uh, that uh, I, I think rated a 9192, somewhere around there. I think it's a very, very, very good cigar, and that just cracked their top 25. And it's next to the E.P. Carrillo La Historia, the Ashton Heritage Puro Sol Churchill. It is, it, it is next to an A.J. Fernandez cigar, a Padilla cigar, La Flor Dominicana cigar, uh, a couple of, of Cubans for, for 18 through 25. I've smoked the Ashton. I have smoked... Uh, the La Flor Dominicana, it's the Airbender Chisel. Uh, I would say the Kintsugi is better than all of them. But again, it's all it's all very subjective. But it's interesting to me that Alec and Bradley, which is a, a, a boutique uh, under the umbrella of Alec Bradley. And Alec Bradley is a boutique. Uh, you can go listen to the episode that I had with, you know, Alec Rubin uh, in uh, uh, Nebraska just a few months ago. But they say that they're a boutique. So they have a boutique brand that cracks the top 25. Uh, then they have 
you know, I've already mentioned some. There's uh, there's uh, my father, the judge in there, a Hoya Silver. I mean, a Hoya Silver made the time. I'm not saying it's a bad cigar. Again, like I'm not knocking these cigars, guys. I, I'm not. These are, I'm sure these are great cigars. But out of this list, like they have the Warped Cloud Hopper. <laughs> a good cigar. Absolutely. But when did it come out? When did it when did the Rocky Patel Grand Reserve Robusto come out? The Cohiba Siglo 6. I mean, number one, I, I get that that a cigar aficionado is a worldwide magazine. So they they have to do Cubans. And you know, Cuban uh Habanos SA is not coming out with a lot of new cigars. They're doing a lot of regionals and they're doing a lot of limited editions, but they're not doing a lot of of brand new uh lines or or brands. <sighs> just have a, such a huge problem with a cigar that was released in what 2012 that that is on the best of 2021 and here's why here's why i have a problem with these cigars that weren't released this this past year to be on this number one it cuts out boutique cigars that's my number one complaint i feel like brands like castagli stolen throne uh carolina blue Cavalier Geneva, like there's so many great small boutique brands out there that do a fantastic job. And in my opinion, smoke and taste better than I would say conservatively 75% of the mainstream cigars. Why are they not getting love from cigar aficionado? Well, they're not in enough shops is, is what they say. Well, I, I call bullshit. If you are the magazine that that sells a lifestyle because that's what they do they sell a lifestyle they do not sell to joe and jane average cigar smoker they just don't who they sell to is those with fuck you money that's who they sell to they sell to the guys that can afford mercedes they can they sell to the guys who can afford rolls royce they sell to celebrities and 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 influencers that's who they sell to and they want you to covet that lifestyle, a lifestyle that for the majority of us, we will never have. Do I like their interviews? Sure. I love their interviews with celebrities, but you know what? If you're going to have a celebrity and you're going to have them on the cover, like maybe make sure they're smoking a cigar on the cover. Dwayne Johnson. Like I love the rock and I'm sure he's probably smoke a cigar too, but I'm sure he is also not a, a daily cigar smoker. He's probably not even a monthly cigar smoker. You know, how many times can you have Michael Jordan on the cover? I love Michael Jordan, but how many times can you have him on the cover? How many times can you keep, you know, beating that dead horse? So I, I just have a problem with how they sell it. Number one and number two, if you are that, if you're selling a lifestyle, nothing screams exclusive lifestyle and nothing screams exclusivity like a small batch boutique brand. Like, and again, everyone knows I'm a Stagley fanboy, so I'm just going to say it like a Stagley. Those cigars are, for the most part, $12 and up, and they're very good. Very good. Uh, I would say they're as good, if not better, than the number one cigar of the year, the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series Torpedo. I mean, for Christ's sake, I've had Padron 1926s that are better than this. Why is this number one? So that's my first gripe with cigar aficionado my second gripe with their top 25 list is is, is this 
a lot of these cigars have been out for well more than a year or two. In some cases, they've been out for close to a decade, if not over a decade. Why are they on a list for the top cigars of 2022 or 2021? I'm sorry. Here's, here's why I have this issue. Blenders go through a lot of trouble to make sure, and we'll take the number one cigar of the year, which Padrones, we all know, are ultra premium brand, very good, solid. Every time you smoke it, it's a great experience. So I'm not knocking them. I Please, guys, do not think that I'm knocking them. But blenders go through a lot of trouble to make sure that this Padron 1964 Anniversary Series Torpedo tastes the same as uh, the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series Torpedo that was rolled in 2020, that was rolled in 2019, that was rolled in 20, so on and so forth. And so you can you can make this argument with every cigar that's on the list that did not come out last year. The blenders have gone to great lengths to make sure that the blend that they put out in 2021 tastes like the blend that was put out in 2020, that tastes like the blend that was put out in 2019, that tastes like the blend that was put out in 2018. So what changed? They've tweaked the blend like almost because it has to do with, with soil and mineral consumption. Uh, it has to do with uh, the amount of sun, the amount of rain. It has to do with uh, all of those things. And so, you know, they're adding and taking out Lajero. They're adding and taking out things from the the blend to make it taste exactly the same year over year over year. So what changed? Let's just say this Rocky Patel Grand Reserve Robusto came out in 2017. I don't know. I'm just throwing a, a number out there. I think that sounds right. Maybe it was 2018. It doesn't matter. The Oliva Siri V Milano uh, Maduro Churchill. I think that might have been this year, but they just tweaked the blend. Put, like, why? Why is it on there? Why are these on there? If it tastes the same as it did the year it was released, which the blenders go to great lengths to make sure that it does, why? What changed this year? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So stick with blends that have been out for a year, maybe two tops. Like if you want to get really like fine three, like I think three, you put a moratorium on it, like in the last three years and warped. I, I mentioned the cloud hopper. There are so many other good blends that warped has put out. Why is the blend they put out a few years ago on this list? Where's the La Hacienda first growth? Where, where is the, where, where's the uh, uh, sky flower? Where, where like it just, it blows my mind that a company like Warp that's been around has really been putting out some phenomenal stuff in the last two years. They throw the cloud hopper on here. It's just kind of like a nod. The, yeah, okay. Like I'm very happy to see Luciano, uh, the dreamer on there. I think Luciano Morales uh, has, is doing some great, great stuff with Ace Prime. Uh, and, and I'm very happy to see them on there. I'm always happy to see Pete Johnson Tadawai on here, but you know what? I just, I don't put any stock into anything cigar aficionado does or says I no longer have a subscription to their magazine. I wish they would stop sending it because I haven't paid for it in forever. I, I don't, I don't read it because this is to me, this is drivel. This is, this is a, a money-making machine. This is a marketing machine uh, to help out their friends uh, who maybe aren't moving merchandise. Maybe it's to help out retailers who have, uh, 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 you know, some some stock they can't get rid of, or maybe it's pay to play. And these these folks spent some money this last year on advertising. 
I don't know. You make your own decisions. That That's my opinion. Uh, my opinion is that, uh, once again, 2022, 2021, Cigar Aficionado uh, absolutely drops the ball. They missed the mark. Their top 25 uh, is nothing uh, but a thank you to those who who spent money. Look, look. I, like if I was going to pick the cigars on this list that I think should be on this list, because I know inevitably people are going to ask me that. So let me pick them out. Alec and Bradley Kintsugi Corona Gorda. That's the number 25. I think that should be on the list. The Luciano the Dreamer. That should be on the list. I'm happy to see Illusioni on there. I'm not sure that the Cruzado uh, is the one that should be on there, but I'm happy to see them on, on there. Uh, the Cloudhopper, like I'm happy to see Warped on the list. I really am. I truly am. I'm not sure that's the cigar that should be on the list. Uh, the Arturo Fuente Rare Pink Vintage. 1960 series happy ending uh, that, you know, I, I'm, I'm good with that. And literally that's it. So you've got, you've got the Alec and Bradley Kitsugi, you've got uh, Luciano, the dreamer, and you've got uh, Arturo Fuentes rare pink. That's it. That's it. Everything else. Like, come on guys, let's let some fresh blood in. Like, I really think cigar aficionado needs a new perspective. Uh, I, you know, I'm not the guy to give that perspective, but they certainly, I, I, I do believe they need some help. I'm going to talk about uh, the PCA now. The PCA has had some issues, and those issues have been aired pretty publicly. Uh, Davidoff, um, Drew Estate, like the big four in 2020 said they weren't going to go to the show, to the PCA trade show that year, uh, and then the trade show was canceled. They didn't go to the one in 2021. I thought the trade show was great. I loved it. I, I think the PCA does some really great things. The trade show is one of them, and that's where they make the majority of their money. But to address this problem, perceived or otherwise, that the PCA, the PCA has with some manufacturers, they're trying to build bridges, and they're trying to fix that. So kudos to the PCA for doing that. The PCA said this week that they're going to expand their board of directors from 15 to 19, adding four manufacturers to the board. I think that's I think that's a great idea. Now, here's the thing. The PCA also said that they are for retailers by retailers. And that's what the PCA is. They are a retail tobacconist uh, driven entity. Their agenda when it comes to policy, when it comes to legislation, when it comes to what they do, their policy is geared to help out the retailer. That's good for those of us who have a, a tobacconist that we can go to. For those of us who have a lounge to go to, the PCA fights for those lounges, which is why it hasn't had any of the manufacturers on the board before. The CRA is manufacturer focused. That's who is typically in charge of the CRA is manufacturers. And I don't want to get into the weeds here too much because uh, you know, I don't think you guys just want to listen to me drone on and on and on. I've droned on enough about the cigar aficionado top 25. I don't think you want to hear me drone on about uh, the faults uh, of some of these organizations because I don't think that that's where the focus should lie. The focus should lie on what these organizations do. And what they do is they fight ultimately for the rights of you. And the, you, you, the consumer, are one step away from the retailer. You're not one step away from the manufacturer. You're not one step away uh, from, uh, you know, anything else. You were one step away from the, 
from the B&Ms. That's, this is where you have skin in the game. Now, I've talked about the CRA before, and they haven't had a lot of traction. Uh, they haven't had a lot of news. They haven't had a lot of anything uh, since Glenn Loop, uh, you know, resigned as the, you know, the head of the CRA. And now he is actually with the PCA. And you can go listen to an episode that I had with him and Joshua Haberski uh, from the PCA back in December uh, where they talked about some of the wins, some of the gains they had this year and where the fight's going to come uh, in this coming year, the, the year we're in now. So I think it's important that you listen to that episode because as much as I would love to tell you the CRA is where where it's at, I think the PCA is where it's going to be because they're trying to build bridges now and bring the manufacturers in. They're going to have five retailers uh, who served on the PCA's executive committee. They're going to have nine retailers, four manufacturers, and then they're going to also have, this is a new position, a manufacturer who will serve as the association liaison on the PCA executive committee. I mean, that's, that's huge because the executive committee's always just been retailers, five retailers. Now they're going to have somebody from the manufacturing side to come in. And it only makes sense that the, the retailers and the manufacturers kind of get together and help each other out. And here's why, like as much as uh, I am not a fan of a certain uh, website and a certain journalistic style, the point that was made, and, and I'll link this uh, article from half wheel in the uh, in the show notes, the point that was made is that basically over the last two years, uh, possibly three years, the PCA has lost money. They've lost a lot of money. Pandemic, and then the big four, and even when we were there this last year, which was great, and business was being done. Make no mistake about it, business was being done. Uh, it, people said it just wasn't as big. It was like a third uh, of as how big as it was. And I'm just thinking to myself, Jesus Christ. If it's if it continues, like if it gets as big as it was, we will not be able to hit everybody. We couldn't hit everybody before. How are we going to hit everybody uh, if they're if they're able to add, you know, more booths, more manufacturers? So the industry has this problem where if the PCA goes away, if the PCA doesn't make money, if Omicron, uh, you know, rears its ugly head and there's a surge among surge and we've got to shut things down again, which I don't think that'll happen. I hope it doesn't happen. And the PCA doesn't go on this year. I think the PCA could be in real trouble because that's where they make the majority of their money throughout the years on the trade show. And I think we've broken down the numbers before on Tales from the Lounge uh, for our uh, subscribers, for those, uh, you know, who, who want to help support the show. Uh, it, it's a, it, it can cost upwards of $2 million for a booth, depending on the size of the booth. So the bigger guys, they're... Their booths usually cost $2 million. Now, a lot of that goes to, you know, I don't want to say a lot of that, but some of that goes to the unions. They have to pay for the unions to set it up. They have to pay for the unions to tear it down because it's all in Vegas. So, you know, that that's an added expense. But, I mean, you're looking at $2 million, and it's all, a lot of that goes to the PCA. I don't want to say I, some of that goes to the PCA because I don't know what the breakdown is. But if, if they're not able to make that money selling the booth spades, for whatever reason, manufacturers don't want to go. They continue to have this beef with, with some of the manufacturers in the industry. Drew Estate, Davidoff, General Altatus, I'm looking right at you guys. If they continue to have this beef and other manufacturers follow suit, because right now there's, there's competition. There's competition with the TPE. So if manufacturers follow suit and they decide, 
Well, we can only go to to one trade show. We're going to go to the TPE over the PCA. And they do that. Guess what? No one's no one's fighting for your cigar rights anymore. I mean, you'll have the CRA, but I don't they're not nearly as big uh, or or have the legislative gravitas that the PCA has. And the TPE is certainly not going to step up and do that job because it costs a lot of money to do, which is why the PCA puts on the trade show. It's a vicious cycle. You know, and I I asked I asked both Glenn and Josh when they were on in December how, you know, Jane and Johnny Cigar Smoker can get involved. How can we do that? I don't want to say pressure, <laughs> but maybe talk to your local lounges. Uh, talk to the lounges that you're friends with. Talk to the owners and ask them if they're a member of the PCA. Ask them if they're going to the PCA because there's strength in numbers. And if retailers start pressuring manufacturers like, hey, you know, We'd really like to see it at the PCA. I think I think that would go a long way because what you don't want to have happen, and again, I'm not going to mention names. You can go back. I'm sure uh, Half Wheel wrote an article about it. Uh, but at the end of the PCA last year, one of the manufacturers, and again, not naming names, basically said, if you're not here, you're not relevant. So there's infighting even between manufacturers. It's a lot of political maneuverings. But the bottom line here is, folks, that is that the PCA is at least reaching, uh, you know, they put out an olive branch with the manufacturers and I hope the manufacturers take that olive branch and, and understand what it is. And I hope they understand what the bigger picture is because there's the CRA, there's the PCA and there's the CAA. Those are the three legislative, um, you know, fighters for legislation that are pro cigar here in America on the federal level. And I've told you what the PCA, who you know, the, what their agenda is. It's retail driven. The CRA's agenda is is manufacturer driven, and the CAA's agenda is. I'm not even sure what that is, but I can tell you who's behind it, and that's big tobacco. And there's a difference between big tobacco and the premium cigar industry, premium hand rolled cigars versus big tobacco. I want you to think about that for just a. I'm sure that will become readily apparent which is why you don't hear a whole lot of conversation about the CAA in cigar circles, but they do fight for the tobacco rights and it's just, they have their own separate agenda. And so what you don't want to have is just them in the fight because the CRA is, I don't want to say inept, but I don't think they're bringing in a lot of money. Uh, they have an ambassador program that sees zero movement, zero. And there's no incentive to continue to be an ambassador. There's no incentive. Uh, I could do a whole whole show on that, but I won't because it would bore you to tears. Needless to say, we need to get involved. Uh, and, and so listen to the episode with, with Glenn Loop and Joshua Haberski back in December, if you haven't already, uh, and, and, and do some of that. But again, just talk to your, talk to your local B&M and ask them if they're a PCA member uh, and, and tell them to get involved. Because if they don't get involved and you're not involved and the manufacturers and the retailers continue to have this rift, I mean, the bottom line is it's not going to be good for the consumer. So keep that in mind, folks. You, you do have skin in the game uh, when it comes to, to this kind of stuff, and it, it, it will pay to be informed. And that's going to do it for this episode of Simply Stogies, guys. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, go follow us on Instagram, uh, Simply Stogies Podcast, Twitter, Simply Stogies. Uh, you know, I'd invite you once again to become a limited 
edition club member. Go to simplystogies.com, click the login button, click the register button, uh, and uh, become a member. Help support us. We're a small podcast. Uh, we do great movement on the podcast. Uh, and check out our YouTube channel. Rate and like us on iTunes, all that good stuff. And join me next time where I'm not sure who I'll be talking to. But I promise it'll be Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Visit simplystogies.com for the latest articles and reviews. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest in video content. And please rate and review Simply Stogies on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. If you have a question or suggestion for James or would like to be on the show, please send an email to info at simplystogies.com. The views and opinions expressed by James and his guests are their own and do not reflect those of Creative Brain Candy or their affiliates.